because I think it's really important that we share our magic. And if we want to, you know, usher in the new earth and change the consciousness of the planet, it's super important that as women, we feel confident to share our voice and be ourselves in the world. What you have to share is so important. And if you believe in the world that I believe in, and I'm sure that you believe in too, Amelia, this world where everyone is in community and have so much love and just freely express, then it is a part of your purpose and your path to share your voice and to share your message. Like that is why you are here in this time. And the antidote to comparison is connection, connection to yourself. When you're comparing yourself to other people, you're paying attention to what they're doing and kind of saying, well, this is what I'm missing. This is why I'm not enough. But if you can connect back to yourself, you'll see that you're actually this really powerful witch and you don't need to be like anyone else because you're perfect. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Following the Spark podcast. I am your host, Amelia Rose, and we are back and we are better. I know I took a pretty big hiatus again from the podcast, but it is so nice to be back and it's feeling so aligned to start this podcast up again. And I have a lot of amazing, amazing, incredible people coming on the podcast soon, so stay tuned. And in this episode, we have the lovely Megan Rose on. I had been meaning to get her on the podcast for a while, and I remember being so excited about recording this, I think maybe back in February or January, but we're finally posting this episode because it is amazing, and I'm so glad that I... I, you know, like when I'm editing and, and re-listening to the podcast, it just happened that this time around, it was just like exactly what I needed to hear. And it was a nice refresher for me and a nice remembrance of the truth. And in this episode, we talk about Megan's journey with being a life coach and her online presence and sharing your authentic self. We talk about social media as a spiritual teacher and having the confidence to be yourself online and honestly just everywhere. Having the confidence to match your inner world with your outer world and allow your authentic medicine to be shared with the world even though it can be kind of scary sometimes. Not kind of, really scary. It can be really scary. And Megan is really passionate about embodiment work. So we talk a lot about that. We talk about embodiment work through dancing and singing and vocal activation, expressing your voice and just movement in general and how embodiment work can help us come back home to the most important thing, which is ourself, our bodies and how much power we truly hold in our bodies and in ourself and so much more. We talk about so much more than just that. I just feel like in a world where we're not taught embodiment work, most of us aren't taught embodiment work growing up, you know, I had to figure this out for myself. I didn't know that dancing around would help me return to my body because my body has all the wisdom inside of it, you know? It took me a while and I'm still learning so much about embodiment work and about different ways I can connect with my body. So, This episode is really, really juicy, full of a lot of amazing things. And as usual, grab your coffee, your tea, your smoothie, 
and let's get started with this episode. Welcome to my podcast, Megan. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to finally have you here. Before we get started, would you mind just talking briefly about your background, who you are, and what it is that you do? Yeah, so my name is Megan Rose, and I'm a self-expression coach. And really what all of my work boils down to at the end is helping women feel empowered and safe to be themselves in the world and to express themselves online specifically. I love to work with spiritual entrepreneurs and creatives um, because I think it's really important that we share our magic. And if we wanna you know, usher in the new earth and change the consciousness of the planet, it's super important that as women, we feel confident to share our voice and be ourselves in the world. Mm, I love that so much. I already have so many questions. <laughs> um, I love that your mission is part of like sharing with other women and ushering in the new earth. Like that is so magical. What led you on that journey? Wow. So, you know, I'm just going to go back to junior year of college. I was in a really toxic relationship and I completely lost sight of myself. And I just kind of really lived for my partner at the time. And I didn't know who I was. Um, And after the relationship, I found witchcraft and I fell in love because it's just such an empowering practice. And I realized, you know, the power of the feminine woman and how much wisdom I really have within myself and really learning to trust my intuition and listen to myself was such a big part of my journey. Um, And I think that has a lot to do with self-expression as well, you know, feeling safe to be yourself. And no matter what happens, if people criticize you or judge you, you've got yourself, right? Like I've got me, I know who I am, I love who I am, and I feel safe expressing that out in the world. Mm -hmm. So when I started coaching, I was actually a health coach at first. And then I realized that my outer world really didn't match my inner world. You know, when I was going online and sharing my health coaching stuff, it was very different than who I was showing up as behind the scenes, you know, in my room, I have my altar set up and I'm doing like spells and I'm chanting and singing and dancing. And I wasn't showing any of that online. And it just felt like there was a gap there. So once I started to really embrace my spirituality and let that come through online, that's when I felt so much more confident, like being myself. And I started attracting clients and community. And now it feels really, really fun to show up. Wow. That was one of the first things that attracted me to you. I was like, I love this girl's online presence. It's just so it's very inclusive and I can just feel the good vibes. And you're really good at like, like reaching out to people. And like, I feel like it makes me want to be like, oh my gosh, girl, like tell me everything, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I love it. It's really cool. And I feel like technology gets a bad rep in general, but also in the spiritual community but I feel like it's really also a tool to share and to connect in community. Yes. So I love that that you're utilizing it in that way. Yeah, it's all about the intention behind it. Like I used to think that social media was the enemy. And actually before I started my coaching business, I didn't have Instagram for an entire year. 
And, you know, especially when you start to enter like the spirituality world, Mm -hmm. everyone is telling you like, get off your phone, like social media is the devil. Um, And I used to really believe that, but then being a coach, you know, if you have like a sacred message to share and you know that you have these gifts and this work to share with other people, you're going to want to share it online and get it visible. And so you have to learn to change your relationship with social media and learn to yeah, really embrace it almost as like a, a spiritual teacher as well. It teaches you a lot about how you view yourself, how you compare yourself to other people, how safe you feel being seen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, that's like a huge perspective switch for me. I feel like I've also struggled with a lot and just heard a lot about like, you know, social media is horrible. Like I know I have a lot of friends who don't even use it, which I respect and that's their path, but it's just a huge mindset switch, you know, and it is a place to share your voice. Like when I first started sharing my voice on social media, I was like, um, I don't know if I like this or not, like (laughs) what's going on. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it can be a really powerful platform if you choose it to be that way, you know? Yeah. And it's really scary. I mean, I still get a little triggered when I see someone from high school find my page. I'm like, oh my goodness, (laughs) they're going to see me dancing. They're going to see my spirituality. Like that's really scary, but it's really about, you know, letting go of what other people think about you and just feeling safe within yourself. Mm, Yeah. Oh my God. That is such a powerful message. It's I, the same thing happens to me because what I did is I made a new Instagram account. Mm -hmm. I still have my old one that I still post on. And then I just have like a separate one. So like I'm experiencing kind of what you explained earlier. I'm like, why are there two different, like, why can't it just be one? But whenever people follow me on my spiritual one, I'm initially kind of like, uh, what do I do? (laughs) These worlds don't combine, but you know, you never know like who, if your message is going to reach someone, you know, if, if that person from high school really just wants someone who is talking about the more esoteric stuff that you're talking about, you know, like maybe they're like, Ooh, like I like what she's talking about. Like maybe I should get into this, you know? Yeah. And that's the intention that you want to have behind it. It's like, I know that my message is so sacred and it's medicine really. And so I'm going to get it out there in any way that I can. And actually my first two clients were girls from my high school that started following my account. And I was really nervous about it, but then they're like, I love this side of you. I want to learn like how you got here. Um, so you never know. Yeah. Such a sweet story. I love that. How, what were some things that you did when you were first kind of in that phase of like integrating that more inner part of you into the outside? Like, how did you kind of merge that? Yeah. I mean, it's an ongoing process. It's almost like, you know, you're in this spiritual closet, right? And so you just kind of start really small and you start showing different parts of you. I think the first thing I did was just show like my um, tarot cards and start to kind of post more of that on my stories. And then I really had an awakening when I discovered ecstatic dance. I love ecstatic dance. (laughs) It's so good. Um, So I started dancing like in my room naked in front of my mirror every night. 
And I didn't show that online, of course, but it gave me such a sense of empowerment and safety in my body and in myself. And the first time I posted a video of me dancing, it was really, really scary. I just thought people are going to judge me. They're going to think I'm like looking for attention. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I do it all the time. And yeah, I just, I really started slow um, and just built up the courage. It takes courage building a business and sharing your voice online. It takes courage. And so if you're here and this is what you want to do, like I commend you for that because it really does take bravery. Yeah, 100%. I feel like a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are like, thank you. I needed to hear that because a lot of my listeners are people, you know, who are like us, like at a place where like we want to grow online. We want to be our own boss, you know, that type of vibe. So I feel like your your words are really inspirational and helpful. And then also I wanted to touch on the embodiment work that you talk about a lot i feel like you're always dancing online and doing like voice activations and embodiment work has been such a huge part of my journey so i was wondering if you would talk about that a little bit and also just kind of what embodiment work means to you yeah so embodiment work i mean it can be so many different things like somatic healing um and i personally, the embodiment work for me looks like dancing and singing. And it's really just about, to me, getting out of your head and into the body. And I think that's where all of your wisdom lies is in your body, your body knows best. And so I, like I said, I discovered ecstatic dance um, over a year ago now. And when I first did it, I just felt this sense of freedom and liberation that I have never felt before. Like, wow, I can actually move this way and I don't have to worry about people judging me. Um, I remember in college, I was in a yoga club and we did a form of ecstatic dance with other people. There were men and women, and I felt really nervous about this, but the, the guide was really, really great. She created an amazing space for us. And I just remember like moving my body in really weird ways. And from the outside, if someone looked into that room, they'd be like, what the heck are they doing? Um, and I think, you know, it was so different than the way I've ever let myself move before. I was doing practicing yoga for years before that. And even yoga can feel kind of rigid sometimes because you're trying to get the poses right. Um, And so the reason I love dance and embodiment work like that is because it's just so free. You really just get to like fully express yourself in any way that you want to. And it doesn't matter how you look. It's really about how you feel. And that's what I think is so, so important is how you feel in your body. Yeah, I feel like somatic work needs to be like talked about more. And I think it's starting to. I definitely think it's becoming a thing. Um, why we don't have preschoolers stand up in the middle of class every hour and do weird dance moves, I don't know. But <laughs> that is coming soon. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like somatic work has has really helped me. And I feel a lot of people probably are like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. You're like, it's just kind of an esoteric thing. But it has helped me to express myself more, um, help others more, like, it, like you said, get out of my head and into my body. Like anytime I'm nervous about something or 
before like I hang out with a friend, a new friend for the first time and I'm feeling nervous about it, I will like dance and just the weirdest in the weirdest way. Like I'm cracking <laughs> myself up in my bedroom doing like these weird dance moves, but it's almost like the weirder ones are like the lesser used ones or the ways that my body doesn't move that often. And so it just, like you said, it feels so freeing and it helps me to get into my body and like almost like realize my my power more like yes. the mind is what's stopping us from realizing wow. the conditioning so it's like we're breaking free of it and I love it so much we limit ourselves so much the mind limits us so much and I think the thing about embodiment work too is that it's actually so natural for us to yes. move our bodies in this way but we are just conditioned and taught to not do that. So with voice activation, for example, the reason I love voice activation is because we were taught that it's weird to be loud or to make noises. And so we're just a very quiet human race now. We don't feel safe to share a voice, but it's primal. It's like a natural instinct for us to make noises. Um, and, you know, if you look at children, for example, they don't know that it's weird to laugh really loud and to cry and just like fully express themselves, but it's the conditioning over our life that teaches us that it's not normal. And so coming back to this dance and this intuitive movement and singing and voice activation, it's really coming back to our natural power before we were taught to suppress it. Yeah, that's interesting that we do. I feel like the human human society in general is extremely quiet. Like we're, especially in school, you know, we're taught to just sit down and listen. And I feel like mm -hmm. that crushes our voice too. So it's like an act of rebellion to practice these embodiment practices, you know, and just allow ourselves to come back home to ourselves. Um, can I ask like for anyone who's listening and is like, I would like to do voice stuff I don't even know where to start like what would be a good like suggestion for you like are there any daily practices you do mm, so I mean I'll just start with one that we're probably all familiar with but humming and chanting so like the sound ohm the reason why that's so powerful is because we can literally feel it in our bodies. When we close our eyes and we hum, um, we can feel this in our bodies. And what it does is it kind of like shakes up the energy and it kind of releases things that are stuck in your throat and in your body. And ohm is a powerful sound because it goes into the gut as well. Mm -hmm. And so if you pair that with movement as well, and I love to teach dancing and singing at the same time, so it's really just allowing yourself to make any noises that come to you. So for example, if you're feeling really anxious about something, just think about where in your body do you feel that and give that part of your body a sound. Like what would it sound like if you let it come through your voice? Maybe it sounds like, ah. Like, I'm just uh, so frustrated or so scared. Maybe it's high pitched. Maybe it's really shaky. Um, it's really cool when you're singing and someone feeling nervous on stage, you can hear that their voice is shaky. It's maybe super high pitched or shallow. And that's because it's really about how embodied you are. 
So if there's anyone out there that's like a coach um, and they want to really be able to speak like live or on podcasts like this or host workshops, it's important. Your energy is the most important part, not just the words that you speak, but it's how you feel in your body and how grounded you are. And that's when your voice comes through in a much more powerful way. Um, I was also going to mention something else. Something I do on the daily to kind of practice my voice activation is I actually speak out loud to myself all the time. And I used to think this is really weird, but I started noticing that other people do it. They just don't tell anyone. So if I'm ever having like a dilemma or something, I will pretend that I'm sitting in front of myself and I'll ask myself a question. I know it sounds really weird, <laughs> but it works. And then I'll answer back. And the reason why this works is because when you're speaking, your mind has less time to think about what you're saying. So for me personally, journaling just, it works for me sometimes, but not all the time because my thoughts can't like get down on the paper fast enough for my hand to write. So when I'm speaking, it's almost like I'm being a channel for my wisdom. I'm just letting it come through me. I can't think, I can't edit and delete what I'm saying as if I were typing or writing. So it really helps me to think through problems if I'm like speaking out loud. So I use the voice memos app on my notes a lot too for content creation, for podcasts, just in my daily life. So that's a, that's a great tip. Yeah. Oh, that actually sounds like it would work so well because I have the same problem when I'm journaling. Sometimes it does help, you know, create a solution to whatever issue I'm having, but I find that it's like, I can't write fast enough. Yeah. I have to try talking out loud to myself. Like I talk to myself anyways, but I never, <laughs> I never yeah. have like sat down and like did it with intention. So those sound like great practices. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ironic. You said that you teach the you said you teach the voice and the movement at the same time because part of my morning routine is I do like a little voice activation every morning because ever since I learned about that I have just been like I just I feel like I need to do it every morning not I need I want to um and this morning I was doing my voice activation and then after I do my like chanting I'll normally do like some type of dancer movement for a little bit and I like combined them both this morning and I was like this is great but yeah like I was like I do like the the chakra chanting and I was like chant like I am sure I look like a weirdo I am glad there are no cameras in my home um I was like chanting and like shaking at the same time and like moving and like chanting and I'm sure it's exactly what my body needed but it was I definitely looked a little bit chaotic <laughs> but it was worth it it was fun I felt a lot of relief afterwards and I felt great that's amazing Uh, but I'm really curious about your journey as a coach and how you got into that I know you said you started as a health coach and then kind of switched over but would you mind talking about that real quick so I had such an issue with feeling the need to put myself into a box and, you know, niche down. That's what all the business coaches tell you to do. And so I tried on so many different hats and none of them felt, I just never felt like I was enough. 
-hmm. And I think it's because I wasn't being all of me. Um, I'd love to share a quick story if I can. Please do. So this is just bringing something to mind. When I was in middle school, there were so many trends going around with like the fashion and makeup. I think there was purple eyeliner at one point, um, pencil skirts, floral pants, like just so many different trends. And I just remember having this really big desire to fit in and be popular and be one of the girls that, you know, wears those floral pants and has the boys looking at her. Um, and so I would just try all the different trends and buy these clothes that I didn't even like to wear. I didn't even feel comfortable wearing them. And I kept doing that for years and it just never felt like it was enough. And I just remember thinking like, I'm doing all the things I'm wearing my hair this way. I'm wearing these clothes, but why is it still not enough? Mm. And I just let go of the need for people to see me. And I just started wearing what I wanted to wear. And I just remember in high school, I would actually walk through the hallways and I would pretend I was a model and just like strut down the hallways with my head high. Yeah. And I wasn't wearing anything like what anyone else was wearing. And so my fashion really evolved and fashion's really important to me now. And it's just reminding me of this desire that we all have to fit in and to belong. It's a natural human desire to belong and, you know, be a part of a community and feel safe and feel loved. But if you keep suppressing these parts of you or trying to be like someone else because you're comparing yourself to other people, you're never going to feel like you're good enough. Mm -hmm. And so when I was trying to put myself in these boxes and trying to be the perfect coach and hiding all these other parts of me, I just felt so unconfident. And I would come to my own coach and say like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm not meant to be here. Maybe I should give up on this. And I just, I never want anyone to feel like that because I believe that, especially as women, we all have this innate wisdom and medicine inside of us. Um, and if you just feel like you're not good enough to share it, that's really, really sad to me. And mm -hmm. so actually working with my coach and learning more about human design and the gene keys and more about my personality, like once I fully embraced all of me and my love for dance, my love for singing. And I started merging that with my brand online. That's when this all kind of came about. And when I felt really like, wow, I belong here and I have something to say and it matters. Mm. That's such a powerful story. I actually like just got chills. It's, mm. it's so wild to me how it's, it's actually so simple. Like we already are exactly the perfect mix of like everything like we're literally perfect as we are but we try to be something else or wear a different hat or we're like oh I want to be like this but it's so funny to me that it's like it's already within us like it's all it's just us it's just who we are it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy actually because we just keep building on these layers of like who we think we should be to fit in and that's not just our fault as well you know especially on social media it's super easy to compare ourselves and then put those layers on. But there's also this programming and this conditioning from our parents, from society, from teachers that tell us 
who we're supposed to be to fit in. And so now the journey is about like removing those layers and those blocks and coming home to yourself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I feel like especially, I mean, all, all beings deal with it and deal with the conditioning of like, you know, we're human beings. We all want to be the exact same, but Mm -hmm. women I feel like have just been like oppressed for so long that we're just like, we, we, we feel like we're just, we need to be tiny. We need to not speak up, you know? So that's why like the work that you do is, is so important and so cool. Um, I'm also curious about how you combine like the business world with spirituality. Cause I get a lot of people who are like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't even know how to combine the two, like what's going on, you know, like what's, how are you navigating the um, entrepreneurial world and like the business world? Mm, Yeah. So I'll just say I'm not a business coach at all. Um, I love to work with coaches, but I think that my work, the work that I do around self-expression and self-love is like the foundation to Mm -hmm. having a sustainable and lasting business. So I'll just say that first of all, Um, you know, being a coach is like the greatest spiritual awakening you will ever have in your entire life. (laughs) And it's always a journey. It's never going to end. You're just consistently learning more and more about yourself. Mm -hmm. I personally love the strategy so much. And sometimes I get caught up in that masculine strategy side and I lose sight of this creative, wild, messy woman within me. And I think the most important thing is just finding that balance. Um, And so for me, what that looks like is having the intention that my page and my community is a safe space for me to fully express myself and to bring my intuitive feminine energy online. And then behind the scenes, I'm doing all of the masculine strategy. I'm writing the emails and all of that stuff. But yeah, I think that's how I balance it the most by having my community be that space for me to be feminine. Mm, That's such a perfect balance. Like the way you explained it, I was like, Ooh, like, I like, it's like very, um, like you have one side of it. That's the masculine and one side that's a feminine. So that's, that's really beautiful. I love, uh, that on Instagram, you, I think you have yourself, like it says voice, witch. (laughs) I love that so much when I saw that it like stuck with me uh would you mind talking about like what where did you get that from like did it just kind of randomly pop into your head yes it did so that came about when I really started to share more of voice activation online and more of that side of my medicine online um and I've just identified as a witch for so long and I don't know yeah the phrase just kind of came to me voice witch and I think what it's about is the fact that I truly, truly believe that our voice is the most powerful healing tool that we have within us. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a self-healing tool, but it's also healing for other people when you can freely express it and your energy is there. And so as a witch, you know, we're here spreading magic, spreading wisdom, and we need to feel empowered to do that. We need to feel empowered to share our voice and our wisdom in that way. So I think that's how the two combine. Yeah. I love that. I think it's perfect. It literally made me so happy to see it. I was like, voice, <laughs> that's so cute. 
<laughs> what does the word witch mean to you? I know that's like such a um, cliche question, but just for people listening, would you mind like just to you, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, well, the word witch means wise, wise women. And so, you know, the witches back in the day were the midwives, the healers, the nurses. Um, and to me now in modern day terms, being a witch just means, it really means trusting myself and trusting my own wisdom. That's really, you know, my journey with leaving the relationship. And in that entire time that I was in the relationship, I knew that something was off and I knew that it just wasn't right for me. And I just kept ignoring my intuition. And if only I had listened to it, if only I knew the power of my wisdom. And so being a witch for me is really about being in my power and having my back first and remembering that I have all the answers that I need within me. And the magic that I need is within me and I get to create it. I love that you found witchcraft after that relationship that you had was it kind of like during and like kind of eased into it or did you find it afterwards and it was like your spiritual awakening it was during when I first started exploring it and I remember it's a crazy story but the night that we broke up was on Halloween on a full moon so for Halloween is like when the, the veil between the spirit world and our world is the thinnest. And so witches love it because um, we get to talk to our ancestors and like do amazing spells. And then it's a full moon. So I did actually a love spell. And my intention was actually for me and my partner at the time to fall more in love and to kind of mend the relationship but what ended up happening was that it completely broke us up and it ended up being more of like a self-love spell. And the universe was like, this is what you need right now. And it just catapulted me into this journey of learning to see where I had kind of betrayed myself and learning to trust myself again. Yeah. Wow. Chills again. That's so yeah. wild. It's like you were trying to, like you did the spell of like love and it just, it manifested, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, the universe will give you what you need, not necessarily what you want, but I'm so, so grateful for it now. Yeah. I think that's amazing. So then after that, did you, like, were you, did you get into like the voice stuff yet or was it witchcraft for a bit? Mm, yeah, it was definitely witchcraft for a while. I've always been into manifestation. So I created a vision board for my new man, um, and I found him within a month and it was amazing. <laughs> so much magic happened in that time. It was all perfectly divine. Um, so my voice activation stuff, I've been a singer for over 10 years. I have been in the musicals. I've been in like competitive choral groups in high school. Yeah, we competed all over the country. And so I just love, love, love singing. And I just recently realized how powerful it really was for my life and my own growth journey. And so I was just like, I'm going to embrace that and let other people in on this magic. And so I started teaching it online. Oh, that is such a cool story. I love that. How did you navigate any doubts that came up? Like I'm 
as another female, like I know that those doubts will come up, you know, and just questioning yourself. How did you navigate and get past those times? Mm. Yeah, I'm still working through that. <laughs> you know, it, it always happens, but I, I think this is why I love witchcraft so much is because it just keeps reminding me like how much power I have. And yeah. so anytime there is this self-doubt around like, does anyone care what I'm saying? Am I good enough to be sharing this? Um, I just keep coming back to the practices that I know, the dancing, the singing, my, you know, spell work, all of those rituals. And I just keep coming home to myself. I think the self-doubt for me comes from comparison and the antidote to comparison is connection, connection to yourself. When you're comparing yourself to other people, you're paying attention to what they're doing and kind of saying, well, this is what I'm missing. This is why I'm not enough. But if you can connect back to yourself, you'll see that you're actually this really powerful witch and you don't need to be like anyone else because you're perfect. Ooh, I love that. The antidote to comparison is connection. Yeah. I love that. That's really powerful. <laughs> I think the word witch and powerful in general is such a powerful word. Like it just holds like such a powerful vibration. Do you believe that all women are witches? Yes. Yeah. I do. Absolutely. It's just about bringing it out of them. <laughs> yes, 100%. For women who are listening and are like, I want to get into that. Like, I want to be a witch. Like, what would you say to them? I mean, do it. Explore it. I'd say there's so many free resources online. Um, one of my favorite teachers is Mia Magic. She is this incredible witch and she taught me so, so much. So I I'd, I'd definitely say would check her out. And you know, being a witch doesn't even mean you have to do spell work and um, all of these rituals. And, you know, sometimes I don't love to follow like the moon cycles and it can feel really strict for me. So I would just say, think about what being a witch means to you. Like when you hear that word, what kind of feeling does it invoke? Like, does it make you sit taller? Does it make you breathe deeper? Do you feel like you're wearing a crown? I would definitely say, go get a witch hat. Um, I have one behind me, I'm not wearing it, but whenever I wear it, I feel like I'm in this different archetype. And so really the witch is, is an archetype. So think about what it means to you. Like what kind of feelings does it invoke? Um, how would you act if you were the most freely expressed, wise, connected version of you? What would that version of you be doing every day? And then go try it out. Mm, I love that. I am definitely feeling inspired to get a witch hat now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love your witch hat so much. Where'd you get yours? Um, Etsy. Etsy. Okay. I'll have to do yeah. some research and find one. I feel like that's definitely a need and not a want. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone, if it does, it's not a witch hat, get a crown, get like, I don't know, a, anything, anything that makes you feel like a goddess, adorn yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I also, I wanted to mention that you have a podcast now. I do. <laughs> Would you mind telling me the story behind that and like how that came about? 
Yes. So it's called the Embodied Expression Podcast. Um, and just a little bit about what that title means. So embodied expression really combines my two loves, which is embodiment work and self-expression. And it's about expressing yourself in a way where you feel so connected to yourself and so grounded. And it's not about what other people think about you. Your self-expression is for you first. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's really where the title came from. So I started a couple of weeks ago, but it's been in the making for, I feel like years. I've always wanted to start a podcast. You could probably relate to this. And I just, I, I don't know. I just kept putting it off. I was really scared. And I, I also feel like the self-doubt was creeping in where I thought nobody cared what I have to say. Like no one's going to listen to my podcast, but I let go of the need for people to like it or to even listen to it. And I'm kind of just doing it for myself. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I think it's just another voice activation tool for me. Like I said, I'm always speaking to myself. I'm always recording voice memos and I thought, well, you know what? I have so much wisdom whenever I do that. Why don't I just put it in a podcast and share it with the world? And it doesn't even matter if people listen to it or like what I'm saying, because ultimately this is for me first. This is an amazing way for me to express myself and practice sharing my voice. Yeah, I love that. For me, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but for me, it's actually ironic. I started doing the chanting. I don't remember where I first heard about it, but I think I was on kind of like that nervous system, like how to regulate your nervous system path. And I found the chanting and that really helped my anxiety. And so I started doing my daily chanting practice and within a month and a half, all of a sudden randomly, and I also have dealt with this huge fear of being seen, um, and just like, but yet my whole life I've, I've sang, I've done theater and all this stuff and just huge fear of being seen. And, you know, like sometimes when I speak up, like my face used to get red, you know, like all the social anxiety things, but I started doing this uh, work on my throat chakra and chanting. And like two months later, that's when my podcast came about. So it's mm -hmm. like, it blows my mind. Like if, if all women started working with their voice and working with expressing themselves like what would be birthed like so many things probably you know it's incredible yeah my mission goes way beyond just me and what I'm teaching other women like it's really it's like what you said I feel like if every woman felt safe to share their voice and like what they have to say matters the world would just be a much more beautiful place. And I, I believe in this world and I want to make it happen for me and for my children and their children. And yeah. Yeah. What would you say for someone who's listening, who is at that place right now, who just feels like their voice doesn't matter at all? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'd say that that's completely normal and it's okay that you feel that way. And that's not coming from you. That's something that you were taught you're probably taught to be quiet or that you're weird. Um, and so I just want to validate you for that. But I think there's a, also a part of you that knows that you have these gifts within you that you want to share. And maybe you're in the spiritual closet and when you're alone, you do all of this creative stuff, you do rituals, you dance, you paint, whatever it is. And then when you go out in the world, you hide it. And it's really about 
merging your inner world and your outer world and letting that be expressed through you. And I just think what you have to share is so important. And if you believe in the world that I believe in, and I'm sure that you believe in too, Amelia, this world where everyone is in community and have so much love and just freely express, then it is a part of your purpose and your path to share your voice and to share your message. Like that is why you are here in this time. 100%. And I also, I don't remember what the actual quote is, but someone told me a quote once where it's like, whatever you're, you're scared of is sometimes like your purpose. Like it's one of the most scariest things was creating this podcast, you know, and yet that's part of my purpose. So I get some people sometimes who are like, Oh, I'm scared. So I'm not going to do it. I'm like, Sometimes that can be, that's the medicine, you know? It's hard to know when it's like your intuition speaking to you versus like actual anxiety. Um, But if something is expansive for you, that's going to feel scary, but also you're going to feel this natural pull to do it. You're going to keep thinking about it. You're going to see signs and synchronicities about it. And so that's how you know when something is for you versus when something really isn't for you and you feel resistant to it. It's like, if you feel like you're pulling back and you're resistant, that's probably not for you. But if you feel scared, but also want to jump, that's expansive and expansive. I mean, that word in itself is really like explaining what this means. It's like, you have growth pains. If you want to evolve and grow, there's going to be growing pains. Um, but ultimately that's how you get to your next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that, that I had a whole journey, like learning the difference between my anxiety and then like my fear about expanding. So you explained that really well. And I also feel like women, how you talked about earlier, do we have this just like innate, like deep knowing where it's like, I can't even put it into words, but it's like, it's like anxiety is like up in the air And then like, there's just like this deep grounded knowing in our wounds and it's like, follow that. Like, even if it's really small, connect to it, find it in your body and connect to that space and connect to that feeling and like, keep following that. Like we know, like there is that knowing inside of us and it's very powerful and very wise, you know? And that's why embodiment work is so important for women, especially because like, we're just, we're really programmed to get out of our bodies and into our minds, but our, as women, especially like our power lives within our body, like all of our wisdom lives within our body. And so it's so important to learn to build a relationship with your body and learn what your like signs and signals are when something feels off or when something feels right, learning your, yeah, like your body's signals, um, And what it feels for you when your intuition is speaking to you versus when your mind or your ego is speaking to you. So I think, yeah, it's just really important to trust yourself. It keeps coming back to self-trust. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like once you start to build that connection with your body and start to do embodiment work at first, like I was just kind of like in my head, it was just like, okay, this is just weird. What am I doing? But once you build that connection with yourself it starts to get stronger and you start to create new pathways where we're coming out of this discomfort of or comfortable but like not good for us this comfort and coming into something that's uncomfortable and new but 
you start to create more neural pathways to that direction so it becomes easier and easier every single day all right we're gonna go ahead and get in the speed round because i want to honor your time so just answer answer each question with like just like the first thing that comes to your mind but don't feel pressured to do it fast i'm like preparing myself like i'm ready (laughs) okay so the first question is do you have a spirit animal Ooh, a deer. I don't know why I couldn't tell you, but I feel really connected to deer and we have a lot here in New York. So a deer. (laughs) I love deer medicine. Deer are always very like angelic and graceful, but like all wise and knowing. Um, Do you have a favorite book? Hmm. I would say the Harry Potter series. <laughs> As a witch, I'm just so into it. <laughs> Literally, yes. I read those on like constant repeat, just <laughs> cycling through, living in that world. <laughs> what um house are you in? Can I guess? Do you know what house you're in? You can guess. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gryffindor? No. Ravenclaw. Oh, me too. Oh, love that. Definitely a Ravenclaw. I'm obsessed. Do you have a favorite song at the moment? Mm-hmm. Well, the first one that popped in my head is Heartbeat by Denny. Beautiful song. It's also in the intro of my podcast. I love it so much. Oof. I love that you chose that song. That's perfect. Do you have a favorite plant or herb? Hmm. Can I just say trees? I love trees. <laughs> I love trees too. I was just hugging a tree earlier today with my friend. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, what is your morning routine like? I don't have a strict morning routine. I use I tried that, but you know, I've really learned that my energy is best spent like intuitively. But usually it looks like working out in the morning. I love to move my body in the morning. That's kind of a non-negotiable. So sometimes that's like weights. Sometimes it's Pilates. Sometimes it's yoga. And then I'll usually have the same breakfast every day and sit out on my balcony and just think about life. (laughs) And then I'll get into work. Yeah. I love that. What do you eat for breakfast? I'm sorry. I'm like questioning your life now. (laughs) Um, Oatmeal with bananas and cinnamon. My go-to same that is the same thing that I eat for breakfast every day too wow (laughs) but I do like the overnight oats so that I don't have to like make it in the morning nice (laughs) saving even more time yes um next question do you know your big three in astrology um so my sun is Taurus my moon is Scorpio and my rising sign is Cancer Ooh, I love that mixture I think I I think I might be crazy, but I am pretty sure you posted something recently or during Taurus season about your birthday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's a Taurus too. Like there's just so many Tauruses. All of my friends are Tauruses. Like I'm, Tauruses are my favorite people. (laughs) What what sign are you? I'm a Capricorn, which is why I love Taurus. Oh yeah, absolutely. We get along. (laughs) Capricorn and Taurus are like, we're earth signs. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee or tea? tea do you have a favorite season autumn yes 
Yes, the season of the witch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you have a favorite element? Earth. Mm. And do you have a favorite place, like location on Earth? Hmm. No, I mean, no. And I think just in nature, everywhere. <laughs> yes, Earth in general. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Earth is my favorite place. <laughs> All right. Well, would you mind real quick talking about what you offer, anything that you're offering right now online? Yeah, so I have a workshop coming up soon. I'm not sure when this will air, but it's called Heal, Heal Your Fear of Being Seen. And it's a free workshop. And it's really about, you know, for online coaches or spiritual entrepreneurs who feel scared to share their voice online and to kind of like let their magic be expressed online and show these different parts of themselves. So we're going to be doing a really powerful embodiment practice and also giving you the opportunity to be witnessed by other women through dancing and song. And it's going to be really amazing. So that's happening Sunday, May 28th. And then by the time this airs, I might have my doors open for my group program called Vibrancy. Yeah, it's a brand new group program. I'm so excited about it. I'm just so big on community this year. So I really wanted to get women together in a group program. And that is really a mixture of all of my favorite modalities, um, teaching you how to feel safe being seen online, feel worthy of sharing your magic with the world, really connecting to your feminine power and yeah, sharing your voice with others. And so it's just going to be a really, really powerful experience. So hopefully by the time this airs, it'll be open and the doors will be open. And yeah, you can find all of that on my Instagram at Megan Rose Coach and just click the link in my bio. Perfect. I will for sure also leave that in the show notes for you guys if you guys want to contact her and with the, the best way to get in touch with you be through Instagram as well. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been so great getting to talk with you. I feel like we could talk about so many other subjects. Mm -hmm.